the final stage of becoming a Varrican is to go through their ritual of passing. So this ritual takes place within the temple of Bjornheim, and you all were led into the halls of the temple. When you get inside, there's a large fire on the inside. Similar to the House of Healing, there's usually holes open all throughout the ceilings and stuff to let out smoke within. They've closed all those, and this, the smoke is creating this like hot box uh, type of sensation. So Telnius, you are sat with the other three, and you sit cross-legged, and you are instructed to close your eyes and to begin to breathe in deeply. You could at once hear Aya shifting a little. You could hear Kowloon coughing. You could hear Rory having a whole fit. But those things disappear quickly as your senses begin to diminish and meld into your very existence. You are sitting there and entering this stasis as all goes black. You no longer feel your body. You no longer see your body. There is a book shutting. You turn around. At the desk is Bishop Colum. You look down. You are wearing the acolyte's robes. You are young. And you are seated across from his desk. There are books on the shelf behind his desk and there are candles burning all throughout his office and he says Telnius you have matched the other acolytes and far surpassed them but can you tell me the last chapter's quote from the revelations of Thesla within his Final instructions. What is the last line you remember? You search your brain and you realize you never got to the last chapter of today's readings. You become panicked and you become fearful before Bishop Colum. Bishop. <clears throat> There's no way I can match your knowledge. Um, please, enlighten me. Hmm. Telnius, I can tell. You have not finished your reading. Your, your sweet talking will not get you out of this one. But no need to fear, no need to fear, no need to tarry. And he stands up walks over around his desk and puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, the final instruction from Lord Tesla. I want you to meet eyes with me now. The final instruction is this. One must suffer to see the beauty in living. Let this be your meditation for the rest of the week. Now... It is time for our private practice. If you, if you would go to shut the door. 
I reluctantly walk because I remember this is our second time and close the door. Each footstep is heavier than the last as you reach the door. The door feels as if it is an explosion within a cavern as it shuts and you hear the final latch of the handle go. You do not want to face what is to come. Do you turn around? Yes. I'm not scared. Once you turn around, (laughs) a vision of Bishop Colum on the post, his chest ripped open, blood pouring from his mouth. You awaken. You are within the temple of Bjornheim. The ritual of passing is complete. Ayas, you are sitting before this fire. It contains within it strange things collected from the earth. As you sit in your meditative pose, you cross your legs and you breathe in deep the smoke around you. The vision of your friends, the Rowdy Boys, disappears. You close your eyes. You begin to have the sensation of entering into a darkness. Suddenly, a bright light. It is day, and it is an aerial view of the waters of the Chasm Sea and a single lone island, seemingly like a small mountain coming to, the, to a point far away from any land. The next flash, you are within a cavern, very similar to the cavern that was in Ben Iver. It is cold, there's snow on the ground, there's ice making up the walls and the ceiling about you. There are icicles hanging It is freezing temperatures. You see your breath. A man stands in front of you, an elven man, long, dark hair, regal attire. He walks up to you. It is Duke Erwin. Hello, son. It is so good to see you again. And he grins this maniacal grin. His eyes fade from its normal blue color to black, then pure white. Then he draws a rapier and attacks you with a 17. Yes. He stabs into your side. You look down. You recognize this rapier. It once belonged to someone you knew. When you look back up at who is stabbing you, Favorin, the high elf, from Alfrahim is holding the sword. You look down to your right hand. There is a dagger there, the symbol of the Crafter's Guild upon it. It is your only weapon to defend yourself. Make your attack. I step back, and but with my right hand, I thrust forward with the dagger. And I crit. <laughs> you stab into the chest. Of Favorin. Favorin has the attack back. 17. 
Got to hit your AC. Yep. Yes. So Favorin steps forward and stabs into Ayas's chest, ah! returning the wound. Eight points of damage. Oh. You don't belong here. Where am I? You may make an attack back to protect yourself. I slash with the knife, but it's like a four. Favorin, you water dance aside from the dagger and go into stab once more. She brings the rapier forward. You're able to bring the dagger up and leaving her in a prone position, you get an attack of opportunity. Go ahead and roll with the dagger. 13. That hits. Five. Five points of damage. The dagger goes into her side. Do I get two attacks? Yes. Okay. 16. Definitely hits. Roll your damage again. Five again. You stab into the, her side, the rib cage. You're still holding the rapier up with your left hand, and you're driving this dagger into her side twice. The second time the dagger sticks into her, you see her fall over into the snow. I take the dagger out of my side, and I reach out to you, and I say, Ayas, take the dagger, plunge it into your eyes. What? No, why? You begin to step forward. Uh, no, what? You're right on the edge. Favorin's now standing. No, no. Just do it. Uh. You take the dagger into your hand. Uh, give me a wisdom save, Ayas. Two. With a two, you begin to bring the dagger with the Crafter's Guild symbol, the very one you recognize came for you and your mother as it begins to go toward your eyeball. No. Plunge into your eyes, my prince. No. Your last thing is you bring the dagger into your own eye yeah. and you awaken. You are back in the temple of Bjornheim, breathing heavily. Ugh. You reach your hands up to your eyes. They are unaffected. Oh. What in the world? Rory, you sit in front of this fire and the smoke bellows higher and higher throughout the whole temple. You close your eyes as instructed. You begin to breathe deeply. The smokes, the herbs, the strange roots that have been thrown into this fire cast in. (coughs) 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 Oh, gosh. After taking a deep breath and feeling the sensation fill your lungs, you begin to feel your body relax completely. So much so that your eyes, though they've already dropped, you've continued to sense people around you shifting. You no longer feel them shifting. You hear nothing. You see nothing until you're brought suddenly awoken into a vision. You are carrying a halfling's body. It is a woman. You're walking backwards. You don't know why. You're dragging this body through 
weeds, through bushes. You're getting away from your town as quickly as possible. There's blood coming from her head, hemorrhaging, and she is lifeless in your arms. You're carrying her under her shoulders, and you're looking for a place to drop her body. You need to hide this body. Give me a perception roll. Five. You get to the end of a bank, and as you're searching around for a place, you actually trip backwards, bringing the body with you. You and this body are tumbling, tumbling down, and at the bottom of the ravine, you are face-to-face with this dead halfling woman. Oh, gosh. Oh, get out. You quickly get off of her body and begin sprinting away. Your next vision is you rushing, getting to the door of the home that you grew up in. The lights are on inside, and you can smell your mother's cooking through the doorway. Mom! You quickly burst in. Mother! And there is your mother to your left. She has an apron on. She's about to serve dinner. And to your right, you see two of your younger twins playing with toys near the fire. It's a colder, wintry day. Your mother looks to you, kind of like in a haze, points to the food, and then points over to your sisters to go sit and play before dinner begins. Rory, come play with us. Uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't right now. I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of something. Come I got. Come on, Rory, you always do this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm busy right now. I got to do something. Rory, What, um, what are you, what are you playing? What are you playing when you're on the rosy? I wish I could. I'm busy right now. I got to deal with something. I'm so sorry. I wish I could be here with you. I really do. Rory, come just grab here. Here, Rory, take my hand. Um, I'm Rory. Your sisters come up and each of them takes a hand and they take hands together. Are you ready? Yeah, I've. I've missed you. I haven't seen you in so long. All right, we're going to play, okay? Yeah, I I feel like there was something I was going to do, but I've missed you guys so much. Ring around the half point, the barman's wife is dead. No! Shell, no! Shell, was uh, it really an accident? Oh my gosh, get out of my head! Why is there blood on your hand? Stop! Get Rory, out of here! Do you need this shell? Rory! What oh my did gosh! It like? no! no! Oh my gosh! Get out of here! What's going on? Why? Why is this coming back to me? Rory, there is nothing around you. You awaken, there is a red glow, just the circle of your shield and its light leading you. This is, was that all a dream? Oh my gosh. My mom, my sisters. Where do I go now? You feel the sensation to pick up your shield. I guess. I guess I need to arm myself. I'll pick this up. I'm going to fasten it under my arm. <sighs> okay, let's keep going. 
you feel a strange sensation on your left arm as you bring the shield up. <coughs> the bloodstone is shining brighter and brighter. Oh, what's this warmth coming from my armor? Oh, what's going on? It overwhelms your body, your senses, your sight. You feel blinded. Ah! Then you wake up. You are back in the temple of Bjornheim. <coughs> the smoke <coughs> is diffusing. You have survived your final ritual of passing. Kalun, as you cross your legs and close your eyes, you begin to take in a deep breath of this herbaceous smoke as it fills your airways and your lungs. As you breathe out, you feel a sense of letting go, but also a sense of dread. It's almost a relief as you separate from yourself and yet at the same time feel as if you are coming into a truer part of yourself, a deeper part of yourself. Well, I don't feel as though I've ever been this deep inside myself before. You awaken and... You are surrounded by snow. You're laying down. Your limbs feel nearly numb. As you sit up, you see that you are in the middle of a large cavern, very similar to the one in Ben Iver. Where did they put me? You see into a floor of ice. This floor of ice makes up the bottom of this dome-like cavern. Icicles hang from the ceiling along with the rocks and snow within. And as you look back down and look before you, a gold and silver scepter standing straight on its own in the middle of this cavern. From it is a cold and powerful energy. At the top of the scepter, a large piece of blue topaz. The blue begins to glow in and out, beckoning you to your feet. Uh, well, I, I get to my feet. I look around a little bit more. I don't trust this <laughs> at all. As you begin to look around, a loud voice comes from the scepter. You draw your attention to it. Uh, I, it's my name. Uh, may, may I ask yours? You have no right to be within mine caverns. But, you must know that what lies ahead for you can be great things if you choose to accept my power. Oh, uh, 
All right. Um, I guess, you know, my, my, sorry. <clears throat> oh man. Uh, them putting me to sleep kind of, Ooh, throat my throat a little bit. Um, I guess my previous question still stands. Uh, uh, what, uh, what should I call you? My powers are of ancient. I think I got that. I just, I mean, I don't know if you can talk. It just seems like you should have a name. You will know soon enough. You now will no longer speak. And suddenly you feel the skin begin to grow over your lips. And your body is thrust forward toward the scepter. You are brought before it. It glows its brightest blue. Your veins are, are turning shades of light blue and purple. Uh, your hands are just held out before you, nearly okay. gripping the scepter. Okay. The voice speaks out to you. Do not trust your friends. Trust the power that you have within you, Kalun. I see your will, and your destiny can lie in greatness. Bow! And you are thrown down to your knees, bowed before the scepter. And as you bow, you close your eyes and reawaken. You are within the room. You are surrounded by your rowdy boys as they slowly, one by one, gasp out of their nightmares and into the temple of Bjornheim. You have survived and made it through the ritual of passage. 